Happy Friday, Jameson Burko. How are you, Jay? I'm good. Uh, this is uh, issue four of mm-hmm. the Weekly Chronicle that we're talking about today. It was released yesterday. Uh, it is titled What Women in Weed Really Want. Um, let's get it out there that we are two guys talking about the story that you wrote about what women in weed really oh. want. Oh, we, we are? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, Wow. I know. Oh, geez, that's not a good look, man. It's it's not. So we're going to put that right out there. I'll, and then I will say, having read the story, I mean, it, the, the women who are speaking on behalf of the industry and sort of what's happening are certainly widely respected uh, and foremost in their specific. And field, with good so. reason as yeah. well. I mean, they're easily respectful, uh, you know, incredibly capable human beings. Um, you know, what's kind of funny, actually, uh, Jay, is I, I started out sort of like researching the story, not to be like a like an advocacy piece. It actually kind of started out as a as kind of a fluffy idea looking into the latest innovations in like sexual wellness and cannabis and all that stuff. And like, you know, it, it was meant to be a bit a bit puffy, frankly. And, you know, just the more I spoke to people in the industry, and of course I've I've known and tried my best to cover and draw attention to the, you know, tremendous underrepresentation of not just women, but people of color and the painful irony of the fact that these are the communities that have been much more victimized by the century prohibition than any cisgendered white male ever has been, certainly. And yet they're, you know, the the painful irony of them not getting to play an equal role in the rise of this new industry. Um, but then the more that I had these conversations, the more I realized one story I hadn't done was just just trying to round up ideas for how we can fix it. You know, I mean, we can acknowledge that we fucked up and then move on and say, eh, you know, whatever. It's like, but I mean, is that what we're doing with climate change? That like, oh man, we fucked up with all that oil and gas. I guess we should just keep on pumping oil and gas. I mean, yeah, there. I lived in Alberta for five years. There are people who believe that, but you well, know, there was one. There was also one vice presidential candidate who uh, believed that yeah. this week as well. Yeah, that's yes, yes, uh, and also current second in command of what is still for some reason referred to as the free world. Um, (laughs) So, you know, everything is not without painful irony these days, Jay, that's a very good point. Uh, But yeah, you know, like it it just became very, very clear that there are these very straightforward things that can be done that wouldn't necessarily, you know, be targeted specifically to benefit women. It would have the knock-on effects of like, let's say you just, you know, take the, demographic background of the person applying for financing out of it, right? You just see that you're the banker, all you see is the business plan and collateral, like whatever you need to know to make your decision. You don't need to know whether the person's black, white, man, woman, like why do you need to know that? So strip that information away, doesn't seem all that complicated and yet you automatically eliminate one of the most substantial barriers to all of those communities from being able to play a more substantial role in the industry that arguably they deserve to benefit more from than any other industry that's been launched in the last however many decades. So it, it eventually kind of was a story that wrote itself just by talking to a bunch of really smart folks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tried to take myself out of it as much as possible because, you know, you make make a really good point about my, you know, maleness <laughs> that, uh, you know, I, I, I don't always think about. It. I have a pretty high voice. Uh, you know, my favorite color is pink. So sometimes I need to be reminded I am actually a dude. 
Well, well I, th I think it actually, it's interesting that the timing of the story, which published uh, yesterday, Thursday morning, uh, which is the morning after the vice presidential debate, and not to mix uh, your story with politics, but but uh, listening to some oh, of the coverage yeah. and viewing it from a lens, viewing it from a lens of um, <clears throat> uh, women and watching the debate, you see <clears throat> that the Mike Pence's of the world and Mike mm. Pence specifically ha have no challenge talking over, interrupting, and really condescending someone who is by almost any measure, more talented, smarter, better educated. Um, and very obviously worked much harder to get to the position that she's in than him who did, who literally had like his best quality and how he became vice president was his like Melba toast. I've done really nothing at all, except the occasional incredibly hyper conservative stuff. Right. And I think, and I, and I think of that sort of that debate. He also but had also, a stupid sexist, uh, cartoon strip that he i don't know if you know that about no. mike pence but uh he had an incredibly sexist cartoon strip that he drew in college okay. he's a cartoon he's a sexist cartoonist that's that's the that doesn't none of that surprise except the drawing no part, he kind of fits the pro i know it's like he has a skill right he legit can draw i guess i guess <laughs> uh, but but it actually but speaking of that point in the debate and actually what jessica moran uh said in the story which was um you know pitching uh, businesses for financing mm -hmm. to like you could see that scenario happening both on the vice presidential debate stage and mm -hmm. actually as Jessica was talking about sort of in a boardroom like there are people that have no problem thinking that they know more than everybody else and trying to tell you that even though that right. either is and never the people case tend to skew much more dude much yeah. more white much yeah. more old person totally yeah. uh and, and he is a wonderful uh perfect storm of those three qualities yes and i and i think and i think if you look at the cannabis industry and you said at the beginning of the uh, sort of in the editor's piece um you know th this is something we can we can talk about we should talk about openly um you and i should be able to talk about it that this is a problem in the sector and then how do we go about addressing it, fixing it. And, and even in the piece, it wasn't so much putting up regulations that that speak to it, but actually mm -hmm. how do those, you know, what are the unintended consequences of those regulations and how do we address that as well? And I think um, I think Pamela Hadfield had some good comments on that from HelloMD as well. So I, I just want to say it was a great read um, and an important one. Um, <clears throat> and I think people will really like it and find real value in it. Um, there yeah. was one point that I think is, is pretty important that wasn't, you know, just, just because it didn't sort of fit in the narrative structure of how the piece flows um, that actually you touched on and that I know uh, Jessica made a really good point. Actually, they, they all kind of really raised this point and it was about half of each interview was focused on this. And I guess if I had one regret about the story is that I didn't really find a way to make that theme more prominent, but you're absolutely right, Jay, to touch on that, uh, like mansplaining essentially, you know, issue is so like rooted in because it's this like 18th century mentality in the industry right like it's not just old, it's not just like white dudes it's like white dudes from finance from penny mining stocks from you know venture capital from like the broiest bro culture that you could ever possibly imagine so it's not just that they're dudes it's like they're the dudest of dudes and you know it's like 10 times worse if you're a woman trying to just just be heard, you know, and the issues that they mention that are, you know, so they seem so small, like um, one of the folks I spoke to mentioned having to, you know, I'm the woman and I always have to send the email to confirm the appointment, even if, you know, it's someone pitching me. And, you know, if I were a man, they'd never do like all these things that if they were men, 
they would never hear these things. They would never have to do these things. And it's like death by a thousand cuts for a lot of women in that, and, and a lot, and I don't mean to, you know, make it seem like it's just women, obviously, but uh, I also am a believer that if you try and address, you know, the giant umbrella issue of equity mm -hmm. all at once, you end up getting nowhere. So you gotta kind of pick your battles and mm -hmm. individually try and target solutions. And that is what this piece is. And most importantly, none of them are my ideas. They're all ideas from, you know, the people whose uh, opinions and ideas uh, in this scenario certainly matter infinitely more than mine. And I, I try to do my best to acknowledge that and recognize that. And, and, and it's, it's uh, this is unrelated because I don't know who you're talking to or what you're writing, but Christina Michael of uh, Marigold's Cannabis was actually on uh, on BFC Live on Tuesday. And, oh, and, cool. And watching all, all the women mentioned, uh, uh, Tabitha and Jessica and Christina uh, and Pamela, having seen them in there, work with them professionally, uh, independent of this story, um, mm -hmm. there is no doubt that that um, the industry would probably be faring far better. Uh, the companies would probably be stronger. Uh, the products would probably be stronger on the shelves as well. And the retail environment would probably right. be as, like it, all of those things would like probably be- Like we need a be... pink safety razor version of cannabis products. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and they're all, and so so uh, thank you for writing the story. This won't be the first one that we sort of talk about. This hasn't been the first time we've talked about this issue sort of in the business of chemist umbrella, but I thank mm. you for writing it and um, we'll see you next week. Sounds good, Jay. Bye, James. <laughs>